So as, um, as many of you, of course, would know, it is the last Sunday of the year. And I wanted to do something today that was just a little bit different than what we would normally do. And um, not so much a, a, a teaching necessarily through, through a passage, although we were going to use the, the passage that we read together as, as sort of a platform to speak from. But what I really wanted to do today is just kind of um, share with you some vision that we have uh, for the church in the coming year. I think it's important that, that we collectively, as a body of believers, that, that we have a vision and, and that the vision has come to us from the Lord. And I think it's important that we, that we state what that vision is. And, um, you know, there, if you, if you look in the bulletin at the, the pastor to person this, this week, I, I quoted from the passage in Habakkuk uh, where the Lord declared to the prophet, he said, write the vision and make it plain that he may run who reads it. And so we, we have a vision. God uh, gives vision to his people so that we can fulfill his purposes. And so we just want to talk a little bit about uh, the vision that we have for our church collectively in this coming new year. And I want to look at it from kind of just three different angles today. First of all, I want to just talk about uh, the basics, the fundamental things that we, we, will, we, we have done historically, we continue to do presently, and we will always do into the future. And then want to share with you a few specific things when it comes to uh, vision, and then in the end want to, to bring it down to the real personal application of that. So beginning first of all, all with the, the fundamental things. Uh, there, there are certain things that the church is built upon, and, and actually here in Acts chapter 2, those things are pretty much spelled out for us. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, to the prayer, and, and that's really the foundational things, the fundamental things that we have done and that we will always continue to do. And then as we come down to the end of the passage there in verse 47, we see that as a result of the church doing those fundamental things, God is blessing and salvation is taking place and people are, are being added uh, to the kingdom. And so that's, of course, the, uh, the fundamental vision that we have going into the new year. Nothing changes. We're going to continue to teach the scriptures. Of course, our, our, our conviction is that the word of God is what our lives are built upon. The word of God is what the church is built upon. So we're, we're going to continue to do that. We're going to finish up Ephesians here on Sunday morning over the next couple of months, and then we're going to move right from Ephesians into um, the next book of the Bible that the, the Lord leads us into. We're going to continue to, to make our way through the Bible uh, in the midweek study and, and all the different you know, gatherings uh, for uh, teaching. All of those things are, are going to continue. And we want to continue to cultivate fellowship. 
where we're connecting with one another as God's people, and we're growing together in uh, not not you know isolated uh, out there by ourselves, but we're growing together as a people. We're growing together in uh, community as Christians. And of course, worship. We gather together to worship the Lord. That's what we do. We're going to keep doing that. And we are going to also continue to have an emphasis on prayer. As was mentioned this morning, we've got our, our week of prayer coming up here in just a couple of weeks. And perhaps some of you remember last year, we took an entire week and we just sort of launched the year with that week of prayer. And it was so wonderful. And and I think in so many ways, uh, it set the tone for the things that have transpired this year. So we're looking forward to doing that again. And we're looking forward just to continuing to emphasize prayer And uh, somebody told me this morning after the first service, they came up to me and told me, you know that we have 30 different prayer meetings that go on around the church. So lots of prayer happening. We're going to keep doing that. And then uh, finally, in, in this list of the fundamental things, gospel outreach. We want to continue to do what we can do to get the gospel out to other people. Because, you know, the, the lifeblood of the church is new believers. We need uh, new believers coming in, excited about their faith, growing in their faith, uh, inspiring us with their stories and things of that nature. So these are the basic things that we're going to continue to do. These are the things we've always done. And basically, these are the things that we always will be doing. But then there are some specifics here that I wanted to zero in on. And the specifics I want to zero in on here uh, are, are things that have to do with fellowship and things that have to do with gospel outreach. And I just want to let you know uh, some of the things that we're going to be emphasizing in these areas. Now, I've mentioned many times, I think almost every Sunday before I go into the message, I mentioned to you what happens on Sunday night here. And we call that service, as you will remember, we call it Acts 2.42. It's taken from the passage that we read here this morning. And as I explained a year ago, as we were kind of transitioning out of the way we had previously done things uh, into a new kind of a season, as we talked about, Sunday night was going to become a night that was different than the, the gathering, you know, just for the the Bible teaching, it was going to be a night where we're emphasizing more of the fellowship aspect of things. And that's what's been happening over the past year with the uh, Sunday night Acts 242 service. It's a time where, yes, we're doing a little bit of teaching through the scripture. We've been going through the gospel of Mark. Uh, We're going to finish that up here in maybe a month or so, and then we're going to move from Mark into the book of Acts. So we're going to continue to have some teaching on Sunday night, but then we also put a big emphasis on the worship time. We put a big emphasis on prayer. Uh, we have opportunities for people to uh, receive prayer for healing, uh, to receive prayer for the filling of the Spirit. We have times to pray for one another. And it's a time where we're looking to cultivate ministry among the body. You see, because the, the biblical picture of the Christian life is not that we just simply you know, come to church 
and uh, listen to a sermon, but we need to come and have the times where we actually are really engaging with one another and, and blessing one another with the, the giftings that God has given us and so forth. And so we want to continue to encourage your involvement in something like the Acts 2.42 service, where as, as we've gone through this for a year now, and you know, my part on Sunday night has really been to kind of uh, direct it a little bit. I don't teach, I don't, I don't necessarily lead the service. But in this new year, I feel like the Lord's spoken to me that I need to be more uh, intentional in just leading the service because I believe that even though we've seen uh, healings take place, we've seen lots of amazing answered prayer and we've, we've sensed the presence of God so sweetly among us, my conviction is that God wants to do more. And he, he was speaking to me recently about the desire to, to do even more among us on Sunday night. And so I, I'm looking forward to that. But fellowship is the focus there. But then beyond that, and this is something that I would like you to be praying about, um, because some of you are gonna be, um, well, hopefully everybody will be involved. But one of the things that we're feeling led into is the, the development and, and the cultivating of smaller groups. And, and what we're talking about here is a home fellowship kind of a network. And you see, again, it's in that context where you're, you're with a, a, a smaller group of people, you're getting to do life together, you're getting to live out your Christianity together. This is where um, we really grow in our faith. Again, I'm so thankful that you're all here on Sunday morning, but we need to be more involved than just on Sunday morning. We need to be um, connected, intimately associated with other Christians and, uh, like I said, living life with them. So when a need arises, when there's some kind of a crisis or something, we're not having to uh, go to some resource that, that there's no connection to, but we can just see those, res, those resources are right there and they can be met from within these community kind of groups. So what we're praying about and looking forward to in 2015 is the development um, of many home groups that are going to be situated throughout the county. And what I want you to be praying about is how you would be involved we're going to need people to lead them. We're going to need homes to host them in. And of course, we're going to need people to attend them. And so we want you to uh, be praying about that and thinking about that. It's a, it's a great thing. And I, I really have been feeling, you know, in a church our size, it's easy to just sort of get lost in the crowd. And we need to work uh, against that. And this is one of the ways that we do that. We have the men's fellowship, the women's fellowship. There's an emphasis there on the smaller groups. And so point is this, we want to continue to cultivate fellowship as uh, we move into this new year. Don't be content to, to just be out there on your own. Know that you need to be part of something. And again, not just you know, coming and sitting and, and listening and then leaving, but, but the engagement 
That's the picture as we read here in the, the second chapter of Acts. That's what you see. They're all together. They've got all things in common. And, you know, the, the picture here isn't exactly what we're aiming for, but it certainly gives the idea of that oneness that they had, and that's what we want to see. So that's one specific in the area of fellowship. Secondly, specifically, moving over into the area of gospel outreach, we want to continue to be a church that reaches out to our, um, to our community, to both our local region and as far as the Lord would have us uh, to reach out. Now, some of you know this, but for the past 10 years, we have been involved with an, an outreach locally here in Huntington Beach. Uh, it's called the Beachside Summerfest. This happens every June, one Saturday in June. We've been down there for the past 10 years doing this outreach where we, we set up um, a platform on the, the north side of the Huntington Beach Pier. We bring in bands from different places around the world. We just have a day of music and, and gospel proclamation. And this has been an amazing event. Now, we have been behind it the entire time. Uh, I was originally the one who... who you know, came in with the vision to, to try to get a permit to do it and so forth. And then we ended up working with Beachside Calvary Chapel in Huntington Beach. Uh, they had a connection with the, the mayor of the city at the time. Uh, she was favorable and got us the permit. So here we are 10 years later, and here's the great news. The city of Huntington Beach said recently, this is the best event they have all year. <laughs> so they really like what we do down there. And, um, but... Although we've been involved behind the scenes, we, we've, that's sort of been our role to be behind the scenes. And, you know, we haven't even promoted it so much amongst the congregation over the years. But things have changed a little bit with this, um, this event coming up in 2015. And the leadership from Calvary Beachside recently came and sat down with me and said, look, you know, we love that we've partnered with you guys over these years. This has been great. But we've got some you know, things going on at our own church, they said, where we, we felt like we just need to focus on our internal situation and, and we really can't do that this year. What, what do you think? What do you want to do? Should we just cancel it? And of course I said, absolutely not. We're not going to cancel this event. Um, sure, we'll, we'll take it on board. Uh, we already are involved, you know, to a large degree anyway. But so, so all of that to say, this event that we've been involved in for 10 years, we're going to be involved in again this year, but we're, we're actually going to be more in the, the driver's seat in the sense of planning it and all of that. And so that's going to be an opportunity for us as a congregation to reach out. And the great thing about this uh, particular thing to me is, you know, we really are going out to where the people are. You know, many events are inviting people in, and that's fine to invite people in, but obviously there's a challenge to that, right? Some people just don't want to come in. So, but here we get to go to them. And what we've seen over the years is God just blesses that day and just seems like the, the whole area around the Huntington Beach Pier is packed out with thousands and thousands of people, and we get to share the gospel all day long. So that's June 13th of this year. That's going to be happening. We'll let you know more about it as time, um, as the time approaches. But that's 
one of the things that I'm super excited about for this next year. We also are continuing now in our 14th year with our UK Outreach Creation Fest. And we're excited about Creation Fest again this year. And we've mentioned Creation Fest over the years. We've shown some promotional videos. I've talked about it. And of course, last uh, summer when we were there, you got to see the video from uh, the Sunday service there. But let me just say about this particular event, uh, this is something that is, is literally having an impact ac- across the entire country. It, it's impacting um, all different parts of the UK and, and some other parts of Europe as well. So what we're seeing the Lord do is um, not, it's not just a week-long festival, but all throughout the year, there's, there's ministry taking place because of this Creation Fest event. And we have invitations to Ireland. We have invitations to South Africa. We have all these invitations to uh, do this uh, event in other locations. And maybe someday that will happen. But for now, we're going to continue to focus on this. So the first week of August in 2015, we'll be back in Cornwall, England, doing the Creation Fest outreach once again And so, again, we'll let you know all the details about that as we get close, uh, as we get closer to that. And as a matter of fact, we're going to be just in the next few weeks, we're going to be launching um, that, you know, the preparation. We take a team over. You might want to be part of the team this year and all of that. So we'll let you know about that. Then there's one other thing that the Lord, I think, kind of uh, stirred me up about some years ago. I think maybe seven or eight years ago, or, or maybe even longer now, we did an outreach in the heart of the city of Santa Ana. We did it at the, at the stadium over in Santa Ana. And it was a, quite an event. It, it went really well. But for whatever reason, we weren't able to follow up with it. And uh, so the Lord has just been stirring my heart to revisit that again. So we're going to be look, looking to do that same kind of an outreach. We had Maria Del Sol. She was here a few weeks ago with the women's uh, Christmas coffee. Uh, Her and my wife have become good friends and they're kind of doing some ministry together. So we're thinking for Maria to come back and we do a a bilingual outreach right in the heart of Santa Ana. Now, just in case you don't know this, we are located in the city of Santa Ana. So this is outreach to our own community. We are Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa in the city of Santa Ana. And so people say, well, what is, what's with that? Uh, well, when the church was originally incorporated, we were in Costa Mesa. And of course, Costa Mesa is right across the street. If you walk across the street, you're in Costa Mesa. But we are right now, this moment, we are in Santa Ana. So this is our community. We want to be reaching out to our community. So um, we, we had the, the event, Cosecha, which is the, I think it's the Spanish word for harvest. And so we're going to be looking to do that again this year. We'll do it in uh, conjunction with Tommy Coda and the, the new ministry. Remember, Tommy went out and they planted a church uh, in Santa Ana. We'll do it in conjunction with La Familia, which is uh, uh, Gerson Hernandez's church. And Gerson is part of our uh, school of ministry here. So these are some of the outreaches that we're going to be doing 
And again, I, I want you to know this in advance so you can be praying about it, thinking about it, and just so you can be involved in these things when the opportunity arises. So these are some of the specifics. There's a lot more things that are going to happen. Uh, of course, we're going to do the, the Easter services this year. We're going to be back at the Pacific Amphitheater this year rather than down in Irvine. The Irvine thing is closing down, so um, we needed to make a decision to um, get into a permanent situation. So we'll be working together with Rock Harbor again, and we'll be sharing the Pacific Amphitheater this year. And so there's some exciting things that are going to be happening with that. That'll be another sort of an outreach thing. We'll talk more about that the closer we get to that. But let me just bring it down now, thirdly, to the personal level here. Um, <clears throat> of course, if we're going to be involved in these things as a church, then we need to, this all depends upon us personally, right? So we, we've got to personally be uh, continuing to grow and, and be strengthened and challenged and, and all of those things. So I, I want to encourage you in this year, as a church, we're going to be continuing to go through the word. Uh, this is a new year coming up. Maybe you look back over the past year and you think, you know, my devotion in the, in the scripture has been, it's been far less than what I wanted it to be this past year. Well, here you have a new opportunity. Make a fresh commitment. You know, I'm going to be in the word in a, in a deeper way than I've been in the past. I'm going to study it more diligently. Um, I, I'm going to read it personally. I'm going to commit myself to a Bible study where I can go through it. Uh, I'm going to, you know, find a, a Bible teacher on a podcast or something. I'm whatever, whatever you do, but that you're going to grow yourself personally in the word in this coming year. And then with fellowship, maybe you look at your life and you say, wow, over the past year, you know, I've just kind of been disconnected. I haven't really gotten close to people. I don't have that many uh, Christian friends that I really can depend on and they can depend on me and we can support each other in prayer. Again, get yourself plugged in. Get yourself involved. Be engaged. And then thirdly, prayer. And these are the fundamental things, right? I mean, if we're... They're, they're basic things. They're simple things. We're doing them as a church collectively, but individually, the word, fellowship, and prayer, these are, these are the fundamental things that keep us... Um, you know, they keep us spiritually tuned up. They keep us in that place where we can be hearing the Lord's voice and sensitive to the leading of his spirit and experiencing his power and seeing growth and maturity in our lives. And so we want to do that. I, I want to do this. <clears throat> I'm looking at myself in regard to these things. I'm thinking, you know, I, I want to grow deeper in the word in this year to come. I want to be more engaged with fellowship. I want my prayer life to uh, <clears throat> be better in 2015. These are all good things th that, that we should desire. But then also, we want to reach out to people, right? We want to <clears throat> see others come to faith in Christ. Th this is so important. And we can't uh, overstate the importance of, of seeing people saved 
And we talk about, we want to see the world changed. Uh, the word culture is a big word that, uh, culture is the most used word in the uh, American vocabulary in 2014. So everybody's talking about culture. And amongst Christians, there's the talk about we need to see culture change. We need to see it change for the better. But remember this, culture is made up of people. You can't change a culture without changing people. And the thing that really changes people is the gospel. And so, you know, we have a, a team. Of course, you know, we have many uh, pastors on staff here. And as, as a pastoral staff, uh, what we do is once a week, uh, we get together and we talk about things. We, we talk about vision and so forth. And we pray together and kind of get a feel for, you know, things the Lord might want to do. And, and recently in conversation, we started talking about just this whole need and, and the desire to see more people come to Christ. And we thought, well, you know, what can we do as a church? Something, you know, sort of right across the, the, the spectrum of our whole fellowship. What can we do collectively as a church that might have this kind of a result that we would see people come to the Lord? How could, how could we do something together? So as we sort of talked and prayed and brainstormed, we, we came up with this idea of um, this theme for, for 2015 of, of Love OC. OC stands for Orange County. Uh, love OC. And then starting uh, with loving your neighbor and loving your neighbor with the you know, the, the end goal ultimately of influencing them for Christ. So we talked about this and we came up with this card I want to show you in a moment. And, um, but anyway, as, as we were talking about it and, and kind of planning for it today, our, our video guys got a hold of the idea and they put together a, a great little three-minute video. I didn't even know they were doing it. They sent me a copy of it last night and said, hey, can we show this tomorrow morning? And so I watched it and I got back and said, absolutely, you can show it during my sermon because it fits perfectly with my, uh, my last point here. So we're going to watch this video quick uh, clip real quickly, and then I'll come back up and um, we'll wrap things up. Love is an intricate thing. It's something we are all born with. Yet through time, we forget what it means or where it comes from. To some of us, it's never been shown or understood. Yet it is what we were created to do. We forget how to give it, but are always longing for it. We search this world desperately to fill its absence, but we are those who know the truth. For it's much more than anything we can feel touch or see, it's not something we can buy or steal. God has strategically placed us around those who are in need of love, those who've never seen true love. What if we started with a simple idea? To reach out to five unbelievers we know and made it our mission to pray for them daily to connect with them once a month, to go out of our way to do something kind, invite them over for dinner, use these opportunities to share the one true love of Christ Jesus our Savior. 
we did this together as a church? What kind of impact could we have in our community? What if we were the church that reminded this world what it means to love again? What if we did this not by saying it, but by living it? Because we are those who believe love is something to be shared. It's that connection we have with others. It's praying for those unconditionally, and it's to be shown through acts of kindness. We love because he first loved us. Wow, those guys did an amazing job, didn't they? That food looks so good. <laughs> no, that was great. So, anyway, we came up with the, the Love OC, the Love Your Neighbor, and there's, there's a card that you saw there in the video, and that this has been the backdrop for today. And when you leave today, you're going to be given one of these cards. But let me just go over real quickly um, what what... The, kind of the instructions that were given here on the card. So love OC, loving your neighbor, and then mission made simple and concrete. So five things for five people. So that's what we're thinking about. Five things for five people. Here we go. Pray every day for five friends that don't know Jesus. Now, as we were talking about this in the group, uh, you know, a couple of guys had to stop and say, wait, I don't even know if I know five people that don't know Jesus. So um, but, you know, it's something to think about, right? You know, stop and think. Maybe family members, neighbors, co-workers, wh- whatever. Five people. Pray every day for five people uh, that don't know Jesus. Secondly, make contact with five friends. Now, um, once a week. I-, I don't, I think maybe that was supposed to be once a month. Five, that would be kind of five once a week, that'd be a little bit of a challenge. But anyway, uh, make contact with five friends um, once a week, once a month. Make contact with those five people. You start praying for them. You make contact with them. You might, you might be reconnecting with them. You know, something that's happened in, with me over the past several years is, uh, you know, I, I grew up here. I went to high school just over in Huntington Beach. And uh, I was gone for many, many years um, but of course, I've been back for a long time too. But I, the Lord keeps reconnecting me with people that I knew in my uh, younger years, you know, as as a teenager. And and I'll I'll see these guys. I'll, I'll reconnect with them. They will find out I'm a pastor. Some of them have come to faith. Uh, many have not. But there's been this redeveloping of some of these friendships. And in, in that, you know, the the 
desire to reach out, but making contact with those people. So praying for them, making contact with them. And then number three, it says, do something kind once a month for your five friends. So, you know, just some little thing. And, you know, today you can do something as simple as, hey, send them a text. Just say, hey, thinking about you, you know, hope you're doing well. Something like that, some kind thing. And then number four, invite your friends to social gatherings such as birthdays, family events, or a meal. You know, these things, we, sometimes we forget how, um, how far these things can go. People, people are lonely, and we live in a culture that kind of, we tend to sort of isolate, you know? You, you could live in a neighborhood and not even know the people that live next door to you, right? Cheryl and I just went to a, a Christmas party in our neighborhood the other night, and uh, it was great to just be with our neighbors, to, you know, sitting around talking, listening to their stories. And there were two or three couples that came that had recently moved into the neighborhood. So we got to meet them. And so again, these kinds of things, but inviting them uh, to just be part, to come, and, to come and see what the Christian life is like, to, to let them watch you do life and, and live your life and just invite them in, welcome them in. And then fifthly, look for opportunities to share the gospel with your five friends. Now, we, we talked about this, and we're looking at, like, this is, this is a, a one-year project. We're looking at it over the years. So we were talking amongst ourselves, saying, wow, what would it be like if, if everyone in the congregation took this challenge, and a year from now, we'd all seen five new people come to faith in Christ? That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Now, you know, an interesting statistic, um, I... I read about this recently, and then somebody gave it to me between the service, but listen to this. This might surprise you. 96% of the unchurched are at least somewhat likely to attend, to attend church if they are invited. This was a survey that was done. Uh, perhaps we need to pause on their response. Perhaps we need to restate it. More than nine out of 10 of the unchurched said they would come to church if they were invited. So, Think about that. We some, I think sometimes we just assume, we're like, oh gosh, they, they wouldn't want to go to church. I mean, and, and so we don't ask people. We don't give the invitation. But we need to be aware that people are um, open. People are wanting to be asked. And you know, as the world kind of tends to spin more and more out of control as time goes on, you know, people have questions. People wonder, like, what is going on? Why is this happening? As people have um, just, you know, crises in their own life, oftentimes it's during those moments that they, they're looking for somebody who's got stability. They're looking for somebody that's got uh, a spiritual understanding of life to turn to and to receive help from. So, um, the card then here underneath, we have just a little place for five names. So when you leave today, pick up a card, pray about it, pray about who those five people might be, and just see what the Lord will do over the next year as you commit to praying for these people. I, I just am reminded of uh, a man named George Mueller who was a, a great man of faith, a great man of prayer back in the um, 1800s. And he, he was committed to, pray, to praying for five people. 
there were five people that he wanted to see come to faith um, desperately. So he prayed for all five of these people. And I, I think the first one, I think it was like a 10-year period before the person was converted. And then another two were converted after 20 years. This guy lived a long time. He died when he was 90. Um, but, and, then the, and then there was one... I mean, I think he prayed for this guy for like 50 years. He got saved right before Mueller's death. And there was still one that was unsaved. And that one attended the funeral of Mueller. And it was at the funeral that he received Christ. So all five of those people that he prayed for became believers. It took some time, but they became believers. So be encouraged as we pray for people, as we reach out, as we just show them the love of Christ, what the Christian life is. And, you know, I think sometimes we get hung up because we think, you know, it's all got to happen in one meeting. You know, we meet, we tell them the gospel, we give them an invitation, we warn them that if they don't receive it, they might die and go to hell on their way home. And... And then we wreck any opportunity for a further discussion because they felt really pressured and uh, turned off by that. So listen, God's not in a hurry. He's working in people's lives and he wants to use our lives, our lives. So here's an opportunity. We hope that you'll take it and that you will um, be part of Love OC, loving your neighbor. And, And in the end, what we're looking for Ultimately, what we long to see in 2015 and beyond, just a fresh outpouring of the Spirit of God. That's what we need. That's what we need as a church. That's what needs to happen in our culture. That's what we need to see around the world. And so whatever we can do to um, be part of that through prayer, uh, however we can be engaged in, in what God's doing, that's our vision. That's what we want to do for the year ahead. So uh, as we close this morning, um, I'd like to ask you to pray with me. My, um, I have a, a couple of younger siblings who are half-brothers and sisters. And um, I, re- I received a call last night letting me know that my youngest brother, Chris, uh, was in a motorcycle accident. He's 24 years old. And uh, he broke his back. And um, he was being life-flighted from uh, where he lives up in Redding, California to UC Davis because they weren't able to do the surgery there in um, Redding. So he's, my dad texted me this morning and said that he has severe spinal injury. So um, he was in surgery. I haven't had any update, but severe spinal uh, spinal injury sounds very, very serious. So If you just join me in prayer as we close, I'd appreciate that. So Lord, we pray today for Chris. And Lord, we just pray for your touch, Lord. And we know what the doctors have said and what they've seen. And and yet, Lord, we know that you're able to touch and to minister. And, And so, Lord, we pray for him today that you would touch him. And Lord, the severity of this, you know. But Lord, you're able to to lessen that severity. And so in Jesus' name, Lord, just work. And with all the family, everybody around him, 
We pray that you would use this circumstance to reveal your glory in that situation. And we commit that to you. We commit him to you. Uh, And Lord, all these things that we're talking about today, the vision and our participation, Lord, here we are. Use us. Work in us that you might work through us in 2015, we pray in Jesus' name, amen.